I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. And so what I have come to uh, realize with manifestation is that, you know, some people would describe it as physically manifesting something that you want. So you want that car, you want that house, you know, but really what it is, is it's becoming aware of a version of yourself that's already always been there. It's an awareness 
So when we create a vision board, we step back and we look at the vision board and we continue to be who we always were. And we just hope to one day have that. That doesn't make sense. That's not manifestation. Manifestation is creating the vision board, the life that you want. And then it's looking at it and asking the question, okay, now who do I need to be in order to achieve that? Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hey friend, Shauna here. Before we do a deep dive into all things manifesting, if you could take just a minute and leave the show five stars, a rating, and review, that would be amazing. Just head to whatever app you're listening to this episode in right now or click the link in the show notes to leave a review really easily. All right, what do you think about manifesting? Maybe you don't believe it's possible or you've tried it and it just never seems to work. Kathleen Cameron, a world-famous manifestation coach who has worked with Hollywood celebrities and Wall Street heavy hitters, is also the author of a new book, The Best of Yourself. She wants you to know that you can't just create a vision board and encrust your fingers and hoping everything will work out. Instead, Kathleen says, manifesting is becoming aware of the version of yourself that's already there and then just dialing into that version. Okay, all right, I'm intrigued. Kathleen and I share a very open and honest conversation in this episode. Kathleen is plus size and always felt a lot of shame and guilt around that. Then she discovered manifesting and believed that she could manifest the life she desired while still being plus size, and it started to work. Life started to change, and her money situation started to change. She believes you can also create change without changing who you are. So in this episode, we talk about what is manifesting and how do you do it, nine ways to manifest money, and how to move past those self-created roadblocks to achieve your money goals. No matter how you feel about manifesting, this episode will get you thinking. All right, let's start talking. Kathleen, welcome to Everyone's Talking Money. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> I know. People have a love it or hate it relationship with money, right? <laughs> I, I, I used to be on the other spectrum and now I'm loving it. So uh, good dichotomy for sure. That's great. Well, we're here to talk about uh, manifesting and you are a self-proclaimed, I think, wealth manifester. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I, w I wanted to start here because I feel like there are two camps when it comes to manifesting. There are the people that are like, yes, absolutely, 100%. And then there's the camp that's like, nope, this is ridiculous. It doesn't work. What are you talking about? And so people have these kind of two strong opinions about it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to just diving into, you know, hold on a second. <clears throat> Let me take that over. I'm really looking to dive into, you know, manifesting. How do we do it? How do we do it well? What does it look like? Pros and cons, all that. But just to start us off, you know, why do you think manifesting pulls people in these like two very different camps of beliefs about it? Yeah. Well, because it is outside of conventional belief systems. And so, uh, you know, we were taught in school that certain things were real 
and certain things existed. And we were taught about science specifically. And the way in which we were taught about science was that, you know, you have to prove something to be true, explain it, understand it. It makes complete sense, have evidence for it, and then it's truth. And so um, because of that way of believing and seeing the world, it doesn't allow for some of the things that you can't see or you can't perceive or you can't be aware of. And so it really does... It, it really resonates with people that have that out of the box thinking already. Um, and then, and then when I get in front of people that are like, I did a speech, uh, in front of a healthcare corporation, a very big healthcare Ooh, corporation two weeks ago. And, um, the best word that I can describe it was that when I was done speaking, like they were stunned. It was kind of like this, like this stunned, like you just said some things that aren't within the box that I live in. And, you know, so I had this reaction of like, could she be right? And then I had some people coming up that were like, oh, I've believed this the whole time, but I just haven't said it or, you know, so I think it's just the way we were originally taught. This is so out of the box, but it's becoming within the box now. And so more and more people are are, are starting to believe before they see. And that's what's really powerful about manifestation. Yeah. What do you think is making this shift where more people are, as you say, like coming into this box? Well, I think the pandemic had a huge effect uh, on all of us because we were forced to be at home and to look at our lives and to really, really examine, like, why do we do the things that we do? And why do we follow this path? And why did our lives end up where we are? And the pandemic really made us see that, like, hold on a minute. So you're telling me that like, I don't have to go to a job and work every single day in a physical space that I can do my job while at home or, you know, and, and I think a lot of people also learned that they couldn't get by without a job. You know, so a lot of people didn't have jobs for a long time and they still managed to make things happen. And so I think the pandemic shook us up and it shook up our belief systems and it shook up the way in which we see the world. And it's had people ask questions and to be curious. And um, I really believe that this is now a shift in collection, collective consciousness um, that is happening and it's a global awakening. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. All right. So before we go any further, I, you know, can you give us like the textbook definition? What is manifesting? What exactly is it? Yeah. So I would, uh, I will give my definition and my philosophy because over the past four years, I have been studying this and I've been embodying this. So I don't teach from concept. I teach from experience. And so, uh, what that means is that I live it. I test it out. I, I actually experience these things for myself and then I teach from there. And so what I have come to, uh, realize with manifestation is that you know, some people would describe it as physically manifesting something that you want. So you want that car, you want that house, you know, but really what it is, is it's becoming aware of a version of yourself that's already always been there. It's an awareness. Mm. So when we create a vision board, we step back and we look at the vision board and we continue to be who we always were. And we just hope to one day have that. That doesn't make sense. That's not manifestation. Manifestation is creating the vision board, the life that you want. And then it's looking at it and asking the question, okay, now who do I need to be in order to achieve that? You know, I, I have to change. I have to grow, ascend, develop into a different version of myself that makes bigger impact, that has more business success, that brings more money into their life, all those things. And my philosophy of manifestation is spirituality meets personal growth and development. 
So I help people to become spiritually aligned and connected in the present moment, to be in a state of gratitude, love, joy, but to personally develop and ascend in who you believe you are and the impact that you make out in this world. Yeah. So it's sort of following that, that tread line. It, I'm curious about the the piece about mindset when it comes to manifesting. And this is something, honestly, myself, I'm I'm struggling a bit with lately this idea, you know, how do you how do you put yourself in the mindset to believe there is a different version, a better version, whatever the word you want to use in there of yourself? How, like how do you put yourself in a place where you believe that is is possible? And you know, t- t- turn that into, I don't know, all the things that you have been manifesting or, or, or yeah. wishing for or thinking about, because I feel like, at least for me, my brain gets in the way and it gets in the place of like, well, you know, I've had this idea or this dream or this thing I wanted to do for so long. And, you know, it hasn't happened, you know, the 10 other times that I've thought about it. And so my brain goes straight to a place of like, really like this is not going to work i'm i'm just not going to be able to do this thing and so then i really become like my worst enemy and i can't seem to kind of like push through that roadblock yeah oh really beautiful and so um manifestation for me is about operating on three planes the spiritual plane the intellectual plane and the physical 3d world plane your body so When you become spiritually aligned and connected and believe in something, a higher power, a formless substance, an energy of God, whatever it is of your understanding, it allows you to see that you are not your body and you are not your mind, that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. And I say that to say because it gives you perspective that the thoughts that you hold in your mind are part of the programming in your software and they can be overwritten and they can be changed. And the way in which your body moves or does not move can be overwritten and changed based on the programs in your mind. And so that allowed me to release so much guilt and shame and beliefs about myself that were limiting me. And so when we go and we talk about the intellectual plane for manifestation, it's what do I believe to be true about who I am in this moment? Is it empowering? Is it limiting? And I had this one belief that was like, it was as soon as I became aware of it and changed it, everything changed for me. I believed that I was my body. And I believed that because I was in a plus size body, that I would not achieve the same success as someone in a thin body. So my goal was always get thin, then be successful, Kathleen. And when I actually asked the question, like, is this true? Is this real? Like, is that really how manifestation works that you got to be thin to manifest? Like, (laughs) hello? Um, I actually thought to myself, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to drop the guilt. I'm going to drop the shame. And I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to manifest my dream life in a plus size curvy body. And I told myself I was beautiful and I was incredible and amazing and like all these things. And when I shifted into that and I really believed it, I did a lot of mirror work. But when I shifted into that and I believed that the world responded, like I quantum leaped my life. I, I launched my coaching business in January of 2020. And that first year in business, I generated 3.3 million in revenue. And it was because I no longer was creating that block for myself 
that was keeping what I wanted away. And so I, the language that I use, the terminology that I use is, is becoming the best of yourself. And that's actually the name of the book that's going to be released here in a few weeks. We're pre-launching it in a couple of weeks. Um, but how I see it is, is that there is thousands of versions of you that exist that are already there. And it's just choosing which one you're going to be. So it's a remembering of your divinity. It's a remembering of your greatness. It's a remembering of your power. You know, confidence is a beautiful example because people will say, well, I'm not very confident and I want confidence and they will seek confidence outside of them. So they will seek somebody telling them that they're doing a good job or they'll want to win that award or they'll want that promotion that'll tell you, yes, you're good. Yes, you're confident. Yes, you're successful. For me, it was losing the weight. I I would be confident suddenly when I would drop 50 pounds, right? But what's really, really, where does confidence come from? From within you and it's already there. So it's your ability to perceive the confidence that is already within you and allow it to shine through. So it's not about being better than anybody, but it's about becoming the best of yourself. And yourself, there is a livingness in being yourself. That is one of my favorite quotes from Thomas Troward. And what that means is, is that when you allow yourself to be you, it is freeing. It is freeing. And that's when you tap into all that this beautiful life has to offer. There is so much of what you said that just resonates with me. I've always been, you know, a little bit, I I call myself different than a lot of like the typical females. I have short hair. I've had short hair kind of my whole life. Um, I've always been athletic, so I have a very athletic built body. I'm not tall and slender and, you know, can't wear everything and everything that I go to try and buy clothes wise is like a a struggle to find, you know, I'm a size this and this and this and this and that and this and, you know, trying to get your brain to just, you know, not make it a big deal and freak out about it. And, you know, I had an experience when I was 12 in um, sixth grade where I just, you know, my body started changing and I felt like I needed to be, you know, the popular girls and, and, and competitive. And I ended up telling this lie that was just ridiculous, but I made it into this big thing so that, you know, these other people would, would like me and, and think that I was, you know, as, as good looking as them or as smart or whatever it might be. And, and of course the whole thing ended up blowing up in my face and, you know, I didn't have friends for a couple of years and I just felt so terrible, but I have held on to that belief about myself that I am not good enough in the, in that way for so long. And I'll, I'll walk into rooms where I know that I'm smart and educated and, and talented and can, can make friends, but I will convince myself that, um, Nobody Mm -hmm. is interested in me. Nobody wants to have a conversation with me. I'm just going to be really small here in the corner and kind of hope that nobody notices me. And, you know, now Mm -hmm. I'm in my, my 40s. I've got this place in my life where I'm like, this, I I don't even know how to break this thing anymore. You know, so when you're, you're talking about your transformation and how you had this transformation and discovered this, this confidence, I'm wondering, you know, are there any really like practical, exercises or tips or techniques or anything that you can teach us here that can help, you know, people like you and me that have these big ideas and these things that we want to do. And we're just, you know, we're in that, that blockade place. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, confidence is like, we'll just go on that confidence example. So you can do this with any like trait or quality or belief about yourself, but confidence people really resonate with. But what I have people do is to ask the question, where does confidence show up in me right now? So where in my life am I confident? You know, and so um, for me, like when I did this exercise for myself, I, I, I would step back and I'm like, I, I'm a mother of two. So I step back and I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty confident in my ability to like feed my children every day. Like I'm pretty confident in my ability to get them off onto the bus and get them to school. And I'm pretty confident in my ability to clean my kitchen and clean my house. You know, I was really confident in my ability to be a nurse. I mean, I was a nurse for 12 years. So when I went to work every single morning, I was confident that I would be able to take care of my patients. You know, I'm confident that I can support my mom if she calls me and she's really upset about something. I'm confident that I'll be there to support her. And so what I started doing was building this picture of me and all of the confidence that already exists and shows up in my life. And so suddenly, like after I did that exercise, I I looked back at it and I went, okay, so where do I lack confidence exactly? Like, (laughs) what am I talking about And what I realized is that oftentimes it's more about competence than confidence, you know? So competence, when I uh, started in my coaching business, I'd never coached in a formal capacity. I was a mentor and a leader in in nursing, but but I didn't like take on a one-on-one coaching client and take them through coaching sessions, but I, I didn't lack confidence in my ability to do it. I just didn't have as much competence because I hadn't actually done it as many times before. So I go into things now as a confident woman who, if she doesn't know the answer, she will find it versus I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not confident. I I don't think I can help people. I don't think I can do it. So it's really telling yourself a new story and remembering that, hey, wait a minute, I am confident and I have been all my life. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. EarnIt is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIt app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. 
I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. All right, it's time to play the relationship with money is game. Kathleen, I'm so excited. I think there's going to be some great answers here. So question number one, if you were to describe your relationship with money as a cartoon character, what would it be? So what came to my mind is like Cinderella, but it would be the Cinderella that owns the castle, like not marries the prince, like creates, (laughs) creates her own castle, uh, has her own master suite. Like that's how I see it. It was when I stepped into like that version of myself of like, 
super, super empowered and inspired and, and living this like dream life that a princess lives, but one that creates it herself. All right. Question number two, how many times a day do you think you think about money? Not often at all. Never. Not a lot. No. And this is, (laughs) it's a shift because I used to think about it all the time. People that have money don't even think about money. All right. Question number three, if you had unlimited funds, like there was just an open source of money, where would be the first place you would spend your money? So I, I have a uh, vision uh, that I'm bringing into the reality right now of courses and programs to help adolescent girls with their self-love and body image. And uh, my dream and my vision is to be able to have that course available in the public school system all over the world in multiple languages. So we learn to love our bodies. And so uh, that's where I would put it. Question number four, tell me a money mistake you've made that you wish you could get a do over. Uh, So many in my past, so many. Um, I think the biggest money mistake would probably be spending money without appreciating spending money and it feeling like I didn't want to. So, you know, like going on that trip and like penny pinching uh, the entire trip and then worrying about money the entire time that I didn't even enjoy the trip. Like that to me is probably the place. Uh, And just really taking money a little less seriously. Wow. I love that. I mean, that is that is such a great exercise. I'm definitely going to be doing that <laughs> like ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So we have this framework for manifesting. And I want to talk a little bit about manifesting when it comes to money specifically, since that's our topic here. But I really yeah. want to be, I want to want to be real about this. You know, we can't just wave a magic wand and create more money or say a phrase or a mantra and it just kind of shows up in our door. And then yeah. there's also a very real struggle when it comes to money. You know, people have generational money trauma. They live in communities that that don't support their dreams. They don't have the resources. You know, they can't afford yeah. to go to college. There's there's massive debt. And I mean, there's just you know, women are, are earn less than men. I mean, there's just all of these things that are realities. So, you know, how do you get out of a mental place like that? You know, if you, if you have things stacked up against you just from a society community base and, and manifest like specifically when it comes to money and specifically, I would say like, if you don't have any examples that something is is possible. Something different than what you've experienced is actually possible. Yeah. yeah. And this is where it, it requires a new level of thinking because when you are so deep in a community and in an environment where nobody ever has any money and you never have any money and nobody ever rises to a different level and you never experience that, then you live from circumstance and you think from circumstance. And so you're seeing things and you're creating beliefs based on what you're observing. And that's where most of us started. But when you move into manifestation and you move into using your imagination, this is where you tap into believing something for yourself that you can't see physically or observe but that will be your future reality. So most of the rags to riches stories that we hear about, some of like the world's most successful people, they'll tell their story. And most of the time they come, they came from very little. 
And they'll tell the story about how they had to, you know, break free of the circumstances that they were in and see something for themselves that most people aren't willing to see for themselves. So I, a little example, I watched the Sean Mendez documentary. So yes. he's from Toronto, which is where I'm from. Um, and he talks about selling out the Rogers Center, which is our biggest stadium in Toronto. And what I loved so much is that he talked about when he was a little kid and he was in school. And I think he might've been like young. He was like adolescent and all of his friends were going out and like playing sports. And he was at home writing in his journal about being a pop star and selling out the Rogers Center and learning to play the guitar and sing. So every other kid decided to do what everybody else was doing and stay in that kind of mold. But he allowed his mind to see something completely different outside of what he was observing. And that is a beautiful example of manifestation. And then, of course, he sells out the Rogers Center in the end of the documentary. But it just shows that you have to see something for yourself that isn't going to be observed it's not going to be observed until after you see it. So that's why like living in your imagination and allowing yourself to enter the realm of the infinite. So what's really possible? Is it possible that you can make a lot of money even if you don't know anybody that's ever made a lot of money? Of course it is. It absolutely is. But it requires you to be able to see that for yourself. And so um, one of the little things that I did is like my belief was that being plus size, I wasn't going to be successful. So I went on a hunt for successful plus size women. Yeah. Like I built a story. I was like, okay, find me, find me the plus size successful women. And I built a story around it. So what, whatever your, your uh, background is or whatever community that you were brought up in or whatever the belief or the paradigms are that you hold, find some evidence in the world somewhere to help you to believe, but you don't need it, but it will help you for sure. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. You wrote this great article on Mind Body Green that I read, and I thought, okay, this is a fantastic way to maybe tie some of this together. You talked about nine ways to to manifest money. So I'm going to, I'll link that in the show notes if people want to go over there and look at it. I just want to talk about a few of the the tips that you shared that really stood out to me. One was you talked about this idea of getting comfortable with the feeling of spending money. And I think this is really interesting because I talk a lot about relationship with money and I've, I've done my own work around it. And, you know, I have a hard time spending money sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and that comes from what I experienced in my childhood. And I, I know it's present yeah. and I, you know, it's something I work on all the time. But for a lot of people, it is really tough to spend money, to let money go. There's there's fears, yes. there's all sorts of things attached, the belief systems attached to that. So tell me a little bit about like how do we get comfortable with with spending money? Yeah. So one of the really beautiful things that I have realized over the past four years is that when I spend money in the feeling of having money, it brings more money back. But when I spend money in the feeling of not having it, it does not come back. So the situation is I'm spending it anyways. So so I'm not saying that you should go spend more right now. I'm saying when you do spend money now on the normal everyday things that you spend it on, it's the feeling that you are in when you spend it that determines what's going to happen next. So I like to use water as an example. I have a beautiful, I didn't do this on purpose, but I have a beautiful glass of fresh water here. It looks so delicious and yummy, right? So Think about this with money. So every time you spend money, 
you, you're like, oh, I really don't want to spend this money on this right now. And you feel guilt and you feel shame and all those things. So imagine me taking a drink of this water and being like, oh, I really don't, oh, there's not enough water left in my glass. And if I have a sip, it's going to diminish it and I can never fill it back up again. And oh man. So I'm creating a feeling with this water that it's limited, that there's not enough, that I shouldn't waste it, that I should only drink a little bit. So I take little tiny sips. I'm restricting it. I'm giving an energy. I'm giving it an energy. I'm holding it tightly that it's, oh, it's bad. It's negative. So that's actually what I'm going to manifest back to me related to money. Now, what's the reality with me with water? I can go fill this right back up. So I take a sip of this and I'm like, yeah, oh, that was so delicious. Like so good. You know, and maybe I'm thirsty. My mouth's a little dry. I take a sip of the water and I enjoy it. So that's what I'm saying. Enjoy the money that you do spend. So do it in an energy of having. So when you pay your electricity bill, okay, and I use this example because I used to hate paying my electricity bill. <laughs> the old me, I'd be like, are you kidding me? It's $300. It's $300. I don't want to spend $300 on my electricity bill. Like, oh, this sucks. You know, and I would be in that energy with it. But now I look at it and I ask, okay, do I really want electricity? Like, do I want lights on at nighttime? Do I want air conditioning in the middle of the summer? Do I want my fridge to keep my food? cold? I actually really do. Like I actually really want all of those things. So do I want to pay to have those things? Yeah, I do. I want an electricity bill. And so instead I move into, I'm so grateful that I get to pay for this. Like I'm so glad I get air conditioning and I'm so grateful for it. So I'm still paying the bill. I'm just doing it in a different way of thinking as I'm paying the bill. So when you buy your morning coffee, don't be in the energy of like, oh my gosh, coffee's $2.50 now. It used to be $1.50. Just be like, oh, I'm so glad that I get this beautiful coffee for such a cheap amount of money. And so it's a different energy and it, it comes back and it's an abundance thinking versus lack and limitation. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ken Honda. We've had him on the show a couple of times. He wow. wrote this book called Happy Money. And I love what you're sharing because it's, it's very similar. He's Japanese. So he talks about this idea of when money comes in and goes out saying arigato, which is you know arigato. Japanese for yes, thank you. And that. so it's, you know, arigato. He says, arigato money in, arigato money out. And, and you know, it, just what you're saying, like coming from this place of, um, doing the best that you can to be okay with spending money and knowing that, okay, yeah, I spent this as paying for my water bill. It's keeping my food cold and it's keeping me chilly in the summer or whatever it might be. And, you know, I think that for me, what I'm really learning and, and, you know, what what I have to share with my audience is this idea of, of choice, that we have a choice in these moments and it's really oh, yeah. easy to go to the negative. It's really easy to go to the to the bad place. It's harder to make the choice of the arigato, of the thank you, of of you know yeah. the, the being okay with it. But there is like a shift that happens when you do that. I think, and it's um, you start to feel a little bit differently. I was on a plane the other day and um, I had taken my debit card out to pay for got like a snack and I put the debit card back into my pocket and I thought you know when I get off the plane I'll just put it in my in my wallet well when we were getting ready to land I was like feeling in my pocket I was like where is that 
debit card. I mean, I was suddenly having moments of panic. And then I thought, okay, I have a choice in this moment. Like, I don't have to make this a big deal. I haven't gone anywhere on this plane. It has to be right here, you know? And if I if I stay positive, I wait till the plane lands and hopefully I can find that debit card. And sure enough, it was like, there was a little bit of like a blue that popped out from like the corner of the chair that it had like slid under. And I was like, oh wow. my gosh. But it would it was so easy for me to go in moments of, of panic, specifically around something money related. Debit card to me is, is, is you know, the access to my funds. And so I, I like this idea of, of just being able to choose, choose your reaction, choose your thought, um, oh, yeah. you know, choose how you, how you want to move forward with something. And how important do you want to make money? Because, you know, when we're really, really attached to it, um, we we have an energy of it's important. It's it creates a certain level of meaning, and then it puts you into an energy of I need this. You know, one of my one of my mentors is Neil Donald Walsh, and so um, what he said to me once on a call, and I thought was so brilliant. He said, "You've got to learn to experience the art of detachment, and so you don't require something, but you prefer it." That's two different energies. So I don't require uh, $20,000 in my bank account, but I would love it. And so that energy, it's it's in, in the dating world. They say, I want you, but I don't need you. It's like that. Like be in that energy when it comes to money too. And it, you know, you're not saying you don't want it. You're actually going to bring more to you through that energy than the energy of I need it, I need it, I need it. When you're in an energy of I want more money, I want more money, I want more money, I want more money, and then you're going out to try to find more money, you are manifesting the very experience of wanting money. Not like the universe just responds to the energy you're giving out. So when you spend money in a happy place and you say arigato, or uh, I don't know if I said it properly, but when you spend money in that energy and you're happy and you're excited, that's abundance. The universe is like, oh, that's what you want. Okay. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. 
it will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. All right, another tip I want to talk about is something that I've heard a lot, this 369 method. And, you know, you write down what you'd like to manifest three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, and nine times at night. But I know this doesn't work unless, again, we change how we think and how we behave around money. Then that feels, you know, again, really tricky, the, the hard part of this. But tell me a little bit about this 369 method. So 369 method is actually a form of auto-suggestion or self-suggestion. So, you know, manifestation is spiritual, intellectual, and physical. So this is actually a reprogramming of your intellectual mind of the subconscious mind. So um, it's not just like an ask to the universe, like deliver, deliver, deliver. It's actually changing your mind. So you're suggesting to yourself something new. And so if, if you're writing down three, you're three, six, nine, and like, I'm so happy and grateful that I made $5,000, you're actually going to self-suggest to your mind the idea of more money and having more money. But where I see the problem um, with some of those methods is, and if you do them strictly alone, is that they're not actually changing the concept or identity that you hold about you. So... For example, I know this is a big example and it's a big dichotomy, but I want to make it really, really clear here is I went from being a nurse, you know, making $3,500 to $4,000 a month to now a 20 something, 25 to $26 million company in three to four years. I didn't just three, six, nine and a couple sentences about money. Okay. Like, I became a version of myself who was, who became more confident, more persistent, more resilient, more disciplined, made different decisions, took greater risk. I developed and fostered a burning desire within myself to serve people and to help people and stepped into that purpose every single day. So you can see that it's, it's more about who I became to be able to do that versus just three, six, nining something. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, it's really easy to say, oh, just do this, just write these things down, just do, you know, we, we, we read articles, you know, Instagram posts, you know, all these things. And it's like, you're here scribbling, you know, all day long, you're, you're 369. You're like, it's not working. It's not working. (laughs) So I, I like 
that that framework. Uh, another thing I want to talk about that was in the article, the last one that I just want to talk about is visualization. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is another kind of charged word. You know, we hear a lot about vision boarding and and those sorts of things. But again, we can't just slap something on a board, put it on a wall and then poof. I really wish it worked that way. <laughs> but unfortunately, at least for me, it hasn't quite worked that way. So I, I know you're kind of this this queen of like visualization. You you offer visualizations to people. So, yep. you know, I was I was wondering first, like, how do we do this effectively? And if I don't know if you're willing, if you'd walk us through like a little mini visualization. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't have any music, but let let me give you an example of of a little one. So if you're listening, just close your eyes. So I want you to picture yourself just walking into your kitchen and grab a lemon off the counter. So you got a lemon in your fruit bowl and it's this big, bright yellow, juicy lemon and put it on your counter and roll it, like just roll it. So the juices all start moving within it and then grab a knife from your drawer and cut that lemon in half. And as you cut it, juices start running out of it. So like there's actually lemon juice coming out of that lemon all on the countertop. And then take half of the the one of the lemons and cut it in half again. So, you, so you've got a quarter of a lemon. Now pick it up and put it in your mouth and suck on it. Suck that lemon juice. So immediately you should be experiencing, and maybe you even experienced it before, your mouth watering, that feeling of sour tartness in your mouth. So what we just did in that, 10 second little visualization is that our mind believed that we were really eating a lemon. And so our physical body reacted in the way that we would if we were eating the lemon. So it's the same thing with manifesting success in your life, a relationship, more money, a healthier physique. You can visualize it and your body will believe that it is true. And then you, your body will literally react as if it is happening. So hypnosis is such a beautiful thing because hypnosis is actually reprogramming your subconscious mind to believe something. And when you're out of the hypnosis, you believe it. So like for like smoking or um, eating, uh, emotional eating and things like that, hypnosis can change those things. And so The the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a past memory, what's happening right now in your physical 3D world, and what you imagine. So I used to lay in bed at night and I would play over my memories of the fights that I had that day or the work that I didn't get done or the uncomfortable conversations or the way I embarrassed myself in that meeting earlier, you know? And so... I was allowing myself to replay it all over and over and over again and re-experience that. So when I learned to visualize, to now dream about what I would love, to experience taking my family to Hawaii or experience myself working out on that treadmill and loving it, or the experience of making that, you know, double the income that I've ever made before. When I allowed myself to experience that in my imagination over and over and over again, to feel the feeling, the pride the accomplishment, the joy, I started to literally like come, I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like ready to go for the day. I'm like, let's go. Let's make stuff happen. You know, happier, my mood changed. But the vibration that I am in based on my imagination, I attract completely different now. So I attract from what I would love instead of what I see right now. 
And that's the key. That's fourth dimensional thinking. We could go super deep into this, but it's fourth dimensional thinking. So thinking from the fourth dimension and bringing it into the third, the 3D world. And, you know, imagination is the creative plane. And it can be the truth of how you want your reality to be as long as you're willing to hold the image. So we would never argue that all of the things that we have the conveniences of having in our lives right now didn't start in an imagination because they all did. Even this microphone right in front of me, this laptop sitting here, podcasting us, this technology for us to be in different parts of the world and on a Zoom, it all started in someone's imagination. It started on the creative plane. And so you're not going to create your success. You're not going to create your wealth and you are not going to create any inventions or anything without your imagination. So now I, I've, I use it for good. (laughs) <laughs> use the forces for good right <laughs> oh, yeah. makes me so much more powerful it really really does I I always say that my imagination is my number one business tool I like that you know and it's about for me it's about going back to being a, like a kid when you used to you know used to play and 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 Absolutely. imagine these things that felt I mean you didn't have any um framework for this this is okay to imagine this or not okay to imagine this or you're never going to be this or like you didn't have any of that framework. So it was just a freedom. Yeah. And so it's, it's brilliant. You know, um, Michael, Michael Beckwith said something um, on Sunday, I went to the Agape spiritual service in Beverly Hills. Cause I'm in uh, LA right now and I'd never been before. And I have, I haven't uh, listened to a lot of his stuff, but he said something that was really beautiful. And he said that when we judge we shrink and limit our perception of what's possible when we judge. And I thought this is brilliant because I teach, there's a chapter actually in the best of yourself called no judgment, you know, to move to a place where you stop judging yourself, stop judging the world and stop judging others. And so when he said that, I was like, Oh, that is gold because whatever it is that you are judging, you are shrinking down the capacity to receive more. You are very much limiting what's available to you through your own judgments. So judging yourself, for example, if you don't think you've done enough, if you don't think that you've achieved enough, if you're not enough of a success, wasn't fast enough, you didn't make enough money, whatever, the judgment that you hold about yourself is limiting your potential for what comes next. So drop the judgment, move into self-love and dream again. That is how you move yourself to a new place in your life. I want to end talking a little bit about your book. You just you just plugged one of the things that that you really loved from your book, The Best of Yourself. Yeah. But you know, I'm wondering as as we wrap up, what are you know what are a couple of things, big takeaways from your book that could really help kind of put a cap on our conversation today to to help yeah. us even maybe this idea of of exploring our imagination exploring what could be possible yeah. you know exploring moving past those roadblocks like what would you mm-hmm. what would you suggest what would you tell us to do one of the biggest things for me uh, in my journey has been you know this traditional growth model that i first learned about you know what if you want to become a better version of yourself or you want to achieve more you want to lose some weight like whatever your goal is you want to make more money We tend to come from this place of we're not doing enough, we're not healthy enough, we don't have enough money, we're not successful enough. So let's let's grow to become better to achieve. And so it comes from this feeling that I 
how I described it was that I was hating myself to try to become the best of myself. And so it stemmed from self-hate. But when I moved into this energy of no more judgment of myself and and self-love, I created a model now that I live by calling loving myself to become the best of myself. So it doesn't come from guilt. It doesn't come from shame. It doesn't come from uh, the gap in what I'm achieving. It comes from, you know what? I am amazing and I'm going to get even more amazing every single day. And so it's fueled by self-love instead of this feeling of not good enough. And then what happens too is I also uh, have made the decision to love myself unconditionally. So you know what? I'm going to love myself no matter how much money is in my bank. I'm going to love myself whether I'm single or in a relationship. I'm going to love myself whether my business is thriving or not. So it is this unconditional self-love that is not results-based. It's not based on anything outside of us. And so where does that level of self-love start? In your imagination. So I started visualizing myself looking in the mirror and being like, ooh, look at your butt, Kathleen. It looks so good today, you know? And that little visualization, like I would get in front of the mirror and I'd be like, wow, I'm beautiful. And, you know, when you first actually think it and you believe it for the first time, it's really powerful. It's really moving because you're like, how did I not see this beauty before? It's always been there, but I just did not see it before. So that's that's the best of yourself in a nutshell, uh, if I can give it kind of an overview. I definitely look at manifesting differently after this conversation. As somebody with big goals and dreams, the older I get, honestly, the harder it is for me to believe that they are possible. And I don't want to be this way because I think it's getting in the way of me moving forward with my dreams and really, I don't know, believing that it's possible. Maybe that's something you can relate to. It's certainly something I've, I've been struggling with. So it's great to hear Kathleen's wisdom of the power of belief and how combined with action you can manifest your dreams or, I don't know, maybe something even better. Give it a try. Let me know how things change for you. If you enjoyed this episode, again, head on over to whatever podcast player you're listening to right now. Leave us five stars or rating and review and share this episode with somebody who... I don't know, might also be really interested in this idea of manifesting. You can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. <music>